When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Kylie Camps and welcome to the podcast. This space is dedicated entirely to making a difference in the lives of women. I believe we all have a right and a responsibility to truly live our best lives. It all begins with curiosity, changing our thinking and cultivating more self-love. Through thoughtful conversations and shared experiences, I really hope that you can take something away from this podcast. I'm a business owner, a speaker, a sleep consultant and mum of twin boys. I've also recently completed some training in the cognitive behavioral therapy space and I'm super, super passionate about the ability that we all have to really improve our days. And ultimately, when we take ownership of improving our days, we're really improving our whole life. So let's get stuck into today's episode. Welcome to today's episode. This podcast is a conversation with the founder of Crumbled Foods, Kira Rumble. Now, Kira is an incredible founder and businesswoman, but she's so much more. She was an absolute pleasure to speak with, and I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to take a minute to say thank you to today's sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Sabia & Co., Sabia Co. is a local Burley Heads ethical brand that has minimal impact on the environment. They create unique facial kits out of biodegradable, reusable, and chemical-free tools. These kits are for cleansing, exfoliating, and removing makeup using only water. They are incredibly soft to touch and easy to use. In their first 12 months, they have roughly stopped over 8 million, 8 million single-use makeup wipes going into landfill, which I think is just incredible. And I know right now we're all trying to do our bit. So making the small investment in reusable products such as the Sabia and Co range is a really great way that you can look after yourself, but also look after the environment as well and feel really, really good about it. Now, I do have a discount code to share with you for the Sabia and Co range, and that is Kylie, all in capitals, for 10% off. These kits that they have available are a really great idea for friends, sisters, mothers, daughters, anyone that you love in your life, particularly at Christmas. And so jump over to sabiaco.com and that is spelled S-A-B-B-I-A-C-O.com or you can find them on Instagram at sabiaco and I'll have these details in the show notes for you as well. Jump over and have a look at their products. They're really, really beautiful. They feel luxurious, which I like. I think sometimes when you're going for the eco-friendly option, 
It might not always be as beautiful or as soft, but Sabia Co. have really, really nailed their range. So jump on over to their website, use that code KYLIE, all in capitals, to save 10% off, look after your skin and feel really, really good about it. Details are in the show notes, as I mentioned. Now, today's conversation, as I said, it's with Kira Rumble, and it was so nice to speak with her. I'm always so fascinated and impressed and just interested in people's journeys from having an idea to seeing it come to life. And of course, it's never as easy as just having an idea and then seeing it come to life. There's so much in between. So in my conversation with Kira, we talk a lot about that. We talk about what it's like to actually have an idea to create a product, then the logistical next steps right through to now seeing her product on the shelves in Coles across the country. It's a big deal. She has a lot on and she has a lot to offer as well. So jump on over and use that code Kylie, all in capitals, to save 10% off their entire range. And I'll have all the details there in the show notes so it's super easy for you to find Sabia Co. and start enjoying their products and feeling really, really good about your contribution towards protecting our environment. Now, today's conversation is, as I mentioned, with Kira Rumble. Kira is the founder of Crumbled Foods and the woman behind Beauty Bites, which I have spoken about over on social media because I love them. I really enjoyed speaking with Kira. I'm always so taken, so fascinated by women and men, of course, but you know, in particular, women who have an idea drop in for them and then they follow through with it and they end up creating something amazing for themselves and also for the people in their lives. And it's never as easy as just going, oh, I've got this idea, let's bring it to fruition. There's so much that happens. And Kira is an open book. It was so nice to hear about her journey with crumbled foods and also what she's up to now because this woman has a lot happening. Now, Kira shares a lot in this conversation and we do cover a fair few topics which include professional but also personal things as well. As I said, Kira's an open book and she's been really honest and raw in sharing the harder things that she goes through as well, which I know myself when you're going through something hard, to be able to connect with someone else, even if you don't know them personally, but just to know that someone else has walked the path before you or they're walking it with you, it can be really helpful. And so I commend Kira for being so authentic and showing up and sharing. You can jump over to her Instagram and get to know her there. In today's conversation, we do touch on things such as fertility and miscarriage and endometriosis. Um, So I just wanted to let you know, those things are spoken about in today's episode so that you can decide whether this is a conversation that is appropriate for you or for little ears as well. But let's get stuck into it. I think you're really going to enjoy hearing from this very inspiring and open and warm woman. So let's get into it. Kira, thank you so much for taking time out of your morning to have a chat here on the podcast. I have been so looking forward to speaking with you. 
That is absolutely fine. I'm so happy to um, be able to have this time to chat to you. Awesome. Now, you are such a powerhouse. And in the intro, I've spoken about the long list of things that you've achieved and are still achieving. Um, But I would love to just dive straight into talking about beauty bites because they are so so good I've been sharing them over on my Instagram stories and I am obsessed with them I'm sat here right now and I have my favorite flavor which is the lemon coconut right the lemon okay yeah that's good yeah it's my fave (laughs) I'm such a fan of the whole range and all of the flavors are spot on you've just released two new flavors the triple choc chip and salted caramel which are also divine but I would love to know what the actual creation process is like I know you're a bit of a foodie but how do you arrive at the flavor profiles and what's the actual process so we look at the flavor profiles when we're deciding um new flavors we look at it sort of We look what's on trend. We look at bestsellers, so what you'll find in a chocolate block, what seems to be going really well with that. And then we also ask our audience. So we actually put up a poll uh, about four or five months ago asking everyone what they wanted to see. And those two were the, you know, the biggest requests. So once we sort of get the sort of the flavours that we want to create, we then go to our food tech and we say these are the flavours, this is sort of the flavour notes that we're going for. Uh, with the triple choc, we actually didn't want to have fruit pieces in it, so we decided to change the whole base formulation slightly so we've got less sugar and more fibre and more protein in that one. So it's really an exciting process and the taste testing can either be spot on straight away or we can have to work for it so with the salted caramel we had to do a few different variations to get to where we are today but uh with the triple choc it was pretty much the first one was a tick Mm, they're so good and it's so cool that you can use your instagram platform to get that instant feedback i often do that when i'm interviewing a guest on a certain topic like i'll just open it up and pop up one of those little question stickers and say like what do you guys want to know about this topic or what's your experience And it's so valuable. So how, I guess, instrumental has your Instagram and Instagram following been in this whole crumbled journey? I think having my own personal Instagram has really helped with people to buy into the brand and buy into the product. I mean, our crumbled foods community on our Instagram is just, it's so highly engaged. We've got, you know, the Beauty Bite fan club almost of people that just genuinely love the products love what we do and they're constantly engaging so I think I really shared the whole process of developing the brand launching into Priceline then launching into Coles and then obviously launching all of our flavors online and overseas now so I think that it's just been a really exciting time for people to follow along with the journey and I like to show little hints of what we're developing and different flavors and really take people along with the journey because it hasn't always been you know a success story for my business Uh, we've learned a lot of what not to do and um, I think people are really appreciative of being transparent and you know you've got to share your your lows with the highs so I think people are really receptive of that absolutely and you mentioned then that you've learned so much along the way Do you also have a business degree or has this been a real, I guess, a passion project for you from the get-go and then learning through trial and error? 
I always knew that I wanted to have my own sort of business. My dad's got his own business and I saw the flexibility and the freedom that he was able to have, but I also saw the severe stress that, you know, he endured, you know, during the GFC and things like that because he was in investments. And so I always knew that that's what I wanted to do. But when I finished school, I did a a degree in public communications and I actually dropped out and then I went into real estate. And then I slowly went into uh, online advertising. And then I just realized that, you know what, I need to study nutrition. I have a good understanding of being able to pick up things really quickly and I'll just learn as I go. So yeah, no business degree. I don't think you need a business degree to start up a business. I think you just, you learn from your mistakes and then you just never do them again. Mm, Absolutely. And so do you remember where you were or when it was that the whole concept for Beauty Bites kind of dropped in for you. I have to say, like, your name is the best when it comes to branding. Like, you know, <laughs> like Kira Rumble, Crumbled. It's so cool. Yeah. We, um, I actually came up with Crumbled when I was at a Thai restaurant with one of my best friends and her husband. Um, but yeah, we just sort of, it had always been a bit of a nickname of mine. And then I just decided, you know what, I'll call it crumbled foods and then beauty bites I was just sitting down with my partner and we decided that I was well I noticed that I was spending a lot of time in the morning buying you know making snacks for the day I'd be taking all my collagen powders I'd be taking my vitamins and I just was spending so much money and time that I knew that I wanted to create something that was all inclusive and so I sort of started making my own at home and then my boyfriend was like well why don't we create a collagen bar, but have all of these added benefits. So it's really, it's sort of really slowly progressed, but um, yeah, there was no like aha moment with the beauty bites. I just knew that it needed to be done and nowhere in Australia or even the world was doing it. Mm, It's a really functional snack, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, you get all your probiotics, you get your collagen, you get all your vitamins, and then it's also a really good source of fiber. So, you know, this thing that you can pop in your handbag and have whenever and not worry about taking all of your tablets. It's just really valuable for, you know, the modern day woman. Mm, Absolutely. When I have spoken about them on my Instagram stories, Kira, I've been saying they are brilliant for mums in particular to have in their handbags because I can't tell you the amount of times I've picked up. I've got um, nearly seven-year-old twin boys and the amount of times I've picked up my boys and then I start raiding their school lunchbox on the drive home because I've just gotten to that point in the day where I'm like oh I've not eaten enough and I start picking their leftovers and so having one in my bag has been a real game changer so such a fan um I'd love to know though a little bit about kind of the nitty-gritty because a lot of our listeners are mums or women who might have an idea for a business and I know myself when I started I have the kind parenting company and the way that I work out projects and collaborations and things like that like I'm a really visual person so I like a vision board I like to get a big sharpie and I write out my steps and then the little micro steps under each one did you have a pathway to progress? Like, where did you go to first? You mentioned your food techs when it comes to developing flavors, but was it just a case of going, I've got this concept. All right, Google the next step, Google the next step, show up, show up. 
So I had a business or a product called Crumbles before Beauty Bites and basically I was hand rolling protein balls in my kitchen and then a commercial kitchen was delivering to over in I think it was two months I went from one cafe to 60 cafes and I knew that I wanted to commercialize the product because hand rolling protein balls was not what I wanted to be doing for the rest of my life and so I really learned as I went with that product and I ended up launching a product to market that I was just not happy with because it taken me so long to develop the product and I just didn't have the right alignment with people I thought that I needed to employ people to do this for me because they were the best of the best and I actually I learned that no one knows your business as well as you do and you really need to be above, you know, across all of your financials, looking at your margins, making sure that, you know, your marketing was on point. And I really let the ball slip with that product, no pun intended. Um, (laughs) So I think that when I knew, so anyway, we redeveloped the protein balls alongside the collagen bars, the Beauty Bites. And so we actually had this decision whether or not do we launch the protein balls again or do we launch the beauty bites and I went to Priceline and I said I've got these two products and they were really much more interested in the beauty bites so you know we've still got this amazing formulation for these protein balls that taste like Ferrero shares but I had to strategically put on my hat going well okay what's going to make me more money in the short term and what does that look like so I'm very much a list writer I like to put post-it notes everywhere and really structure everything. So making sure that I've got a good legal team to write credit applications to do non-disclosure agreements. So my biggest tip would be to make sure that you get all of your legal stuff done before you even think about anything else. So even trademarking for us was a big thing. Um, With my crumbles, we went to the best trademark attorney in Sydney and spent a bomb Mm. (laughs) and then you know a lot I just wasn't very smart with my money for the first product so when it came time to trademarking beauty bites I put out a a questionnaire on a on like a like-minded bitches drinking wine Facebook group Mm -hmm. and um, I just asked them like who's a good trademark attorney and I found the most incredible trademark attorney and she cost a fraction of the price did the exact same amount of work and so I still use her today So it's just about really setting that foundation. And then once I got the legal sort of protection that I needed, it was then onto the development of the product. And then alongside the development, it was very much what's my marketing strategy, what's my branding going to look like and what's my launch and what are the retail partners that I'm going to be going forth with. Mm, that's amazing it's so so valuable for you to share that and I'm sure that you know you touched on launching with a product that you weren't completely in love with and aligned with you know throughout your first iteration but that must be so valuable for you now when it comes to beauty bites just having that standard of going no 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 I have to love this. Like I have to fully stand by this. So I guess for anyone listening, don't be disheartened if you're going through a bit of a challenging season where you're learning lessons, you know, it's, it, these things end up serving us so well and you can pivot and come back even stronger. Um, So when you were going into these pitch meetings and you were developing the products, 
given that, as you said, you don't have a business degree per se, were you just learning on the fly in the actual meetings or were you researching before you went in? Like, did you know all of the lingo? Because I'm just thinking I did a... um, a makeup collaboration with Emco Beauty. And I felt like I had so much to learn, like even just like, oh, skews and planograms yeah. and all of these sorts of things. <laughs> like, did you have like like a little cheat sheet, like this means that, or did you just learn on the fly? Look, I thought I went in prepared to, so Priceline was different because they knew that this was, you know, I'd worked really closely with them on my crumbled entertainment business. So they knew that I was really learning as I went. I went down there when I had super fresh concepts. I went, I flew down to Melbourne for a 15 minute appointment. And I said to her, I've got this amazing idea. I think this would be magic to launch with Priceline. And she's like, oh, it sounds great. Come back to me with samples. So I then flew home a few months later. I had four little samples that my food tech had done. I went back down and I said, this is what I've got. So it was very much a, a working alongside Priceline because they knew that I really didn't understand exactly that sort of space. But then it came to a point in time that I was like, I need to actually become really well versed with this because now I've got a massive retailer really interested. So that's when I went back and I started, um, you know, speaking to other people that were in the industry with a, not a direct competition product and really trying to go, well, what on earth does this mean? But then when I went into Cole's, it was a bit different because obviously Coles, you know, their head office is huge. And I went in there. I was so nervous. I had a pitch doc all sort of ready because I'd been asking a few friends in the industry, what does a pitch doc look like? And I get in there and it's sort of this fake it till you make it, but also being quite genuine and saying, look, I'm a small business. My product's been in the market for three months this is a unicorn product. We can sell it in beauticians, but we can also sell it in a chemist. And I really think that this is a supermarket product because I want people to try this product and be able to get access to it when they're just doing their supermarket shop. And I was really fortunate that they really saw that it was just a great product. And I think that they they genuinely liked me, but um, I'm still in meetings now having you know the business a year and a half old. And I'm like, what does that mean? And I have to Google it whilst I'm on the phone to them. It's the amount of the amount of little words that I'm just like, what does that mean? And even when you get into transport and trying to work out logistics, it's just a whole new world too. But yeah, it's it's really fun. But it's also just being about. I think that people really appreciate if you're open and honest with them. But then you've just got to make sure that you you look like you you know your stuff. So with me, I knew my margins and I knew my product and I knew obviously all the nutrition info and I knew all the marketing side of things. And so I think that that's why they were like, okay, cool. Well, you'll learn as you go. Mm, Absolutely. I've heard Gwyneth Paltrow speak about that before with her whole, you know, um, with Goop speaking about how, you know, she'll find herself in meetings and she has to just put her hand up and say, I don't know what that means. And I think that that's a really good point. If you don't know what it means, be vulnerable, say that you don't know, but be willing to keep, you know, yourself across all the areas that you do know really well and just keep learning as you move forward. So that's cool. And was it a long process from your first pitch meeting with Coles into actually seeing your product on the shelves? So with Coles, it was, it was really quick from the signing. So basically I went down and then a month later 
there was a new buyer. So I had to go back down and repitch the whole thing. But my previous buyer had pretty much said, this is a great product. I think that it would be worth ranging. And so I went back down and it was just before Christmas. And I think it was on the 2nd of January, she called me up and she's like, we want to range you. I need all this information to you. So there was copious amounts of spreadsheets, you know, working out my fifth margin, which I have no idea about working out the marketing contribution, because obviously you can sell your product, but Coles and all these major retailers also want marketing contribution too from you. So I had to figure out, well, what does my annual volume look like? And what would my marketing contrib- contribution be as a percentage? And so I had to work all this sort of that stuff out. All of my friends that I was trying to lean on in the industry were all out celebrating because it was New Year's, New Year's, <laughs> New Year's Day. And, um, yeah, it was very quick. So we got signed really quickly, but then obviously things happened. So I'm talking to Coles and other major retailers now about launching other flavors for September next year. So it's a long process, but it's quite quick in terms of Once the range. Happens. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you got that phone call, Kira saying, okay, green light, we're going to range you in coals. Did you celebrate? And the reason I ask is I am a notoriously bad celebrator when things go really well. I'm kind of like, oh, cool. Yeah. That's done. Great. Didn't have you, you know, like, and just move on to the next thing. It's something that I feel like I'm trying to get better at is take a moment, really appreciate what's going on. So did you have a chance to celebrate? I didn't. So I got the call from the buyer when I was walking the dogs with my partner. And so we were excited, but we also knew that we had a lot of issues like making sure that our factory was able to scale up to get that volume that we knew that we needed to have and making sure that we had enough packaging and ingredients. So I instantly went into a bit of crisis management Mm -hmm. to, you know, thinking, okay, well, I need to order this, this and this, what's my volume going to look like? And I don't think I truly celebrated everything until the day that we were in stores because we also launched during COVID. So I was very uneasy about, do I celebrate this? Do I promote this? Do we actually go ahead with the launch or is it just not the right time to be talking about this? Because we had the bushfires, we then had COVID And I'm so glad that I I did a bit of an explanation saying, look, I'm choosing to celebrate this win because this is a win for a small business and this is a win for me. And I think that we all need to celebrate the little wins or the big wins in life. But, um, yeah, it wasn't until I saw the product on the shelf that I had like a little bit of a celebratory (laughs) dance in the aisle. (laughs) Is it still a pinch me moment when you come yeah. across it? When you do, yeah, I bet yeah. it is. Yeah, I bet. And do your friends all send you photos of the product on the shelves? And- yeah, and then I get angry texts when they're out of stock by all my friends. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, just, it's so nice, just. And I think it's coming back to this whole the social media community. It's so nice that people just put up photos, just stories, you know, without even getting it an Instagram or someone to endorse it. It's just Gen, you know, people of the general public just genuinely loving the product. And I think that means so much to me. And just, you know, I get messages from people going, thank you so much for creating this product. Mm, so rewarding. It feels so good. So, yeah, I'm glad that I stuck with it because there was definitely a time when I, I, I lost a lot of money for the first product, a lot, a lot of money. And I literally poured all of my savings into Beauty Bites. And it was, you know, for the first year of development with Beauty Bites, I 
was really struggling financially. And, you know, we, I put all of my money into getting the first run into Priceline and it was just such a big gamble and I'm so glad I did it. And where does that intrinsic drive to keep putting one foot in front of the other come from? Because, you know, you know you've spoken about your financial losses and contribution, but you've had adversity in many other areas of your life as well, which you've spoken about really openly over on your social media accounts. But where does that intrinsic drive to keep moving forward despite being knocked down come from? I'm very stubborn. <laughs> what star sign are you I'm a Sag okay oh my I, boys are both Sag yeah I am so stubborn I do not like taking no for an answer imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Um, my boyfriend, you know, who is now full-time in the business was very much like, maybe, maybe you should just give up, you know, focus on your crumbled entertainment stuff because, you know, he takes all my photos. So he's 50, 50 in that business. He's like, let's just, you know, travel and try and make a business out of it that way. And I was like, absolutely not. We're not, we'll not be defeated. Not, you know, even when we had signed calls and, I had a huge issue with packaging and all of this stuff and it looked like I wouldn't be launching on the right date. And he was like, oh, just, you know, fuck it. It's just not going to happen. And I'm like, get that shit talk out of my office. And, I, you know, I'm very, I look at the positives and everything and I'm very much an optimist. I, yeah, I'm very stubborn. So I think that's where it comes through. Is there anything that actually like flusters you? Because it sounds like you're very calm. Oh, no, I'm a stress head. Um, stress head? Okay, brilliant. Yeah, definitely stress <laughs> I go and see my therapist twice a week, uh, sorry, once every two weeks. And she has taught me this incredible tool that I've really implemented in all facets of my life, which is the box. So it's, I had a really, um, you know, I've got PTSD from childhood trauma and I blocked out that trauma for over 10 years and then I let it bottle up and then, it, you know, I had to, I had a full on meltdown. And so what she teaches me is to put things aside and then acknowledge it and then unpack it when I'm ready to. So with me, when I have an issue, I try and sort it out, but if it's not sorted, I will then put it into my box, you know, it's in my mental box and deal with it either in therapy or write it out and sort of work out a solution. Because if I let things sort of, it's almost like a kettle, if things keep on overflowing, then I just have a full on, not a meltdown because I haven't had a meltdown in a long time, but it's more, I just can't deal with my stress. And so I find that I don't function very well being really stressed. So I try and put things away and then unpack them. But I also meditate, which has really helped me sort of calm myself. 
I can relate to so much of what you're saying, Kira. And when you spoke about your PTSD and having a meltdown years ago, I I think that there's something that comes from being at your real rock bottom that gives you that strength to keep putting one foot in front of the other. And I think I was talking about this recently with a friend of mine. I was saying that I had such a low, low, low point in my early 20s where I did not want to live. Similar, um, similar experience and stories to what you've shared before. And I think that when you go through something like that, when you get to the point where you're just so, so low, it's like anything else that is hard later once you've overcome it, you know you can deal with it. it nothing's quite as bad as that meltdown, that rock bottom. Do you feel like that as well? Yeah, definitely. And I think that there's a fine line with what I was sort of dealing with that I would play the victim, you know. Oh, well, I'm allowed to act this way because this has happened to me and I made excuses for myself for a few months during this really rock bottom time. But I think it was the moment that I said, you know what, rather than you saying, this is my excuse, why don't I turn that and empower myself being like, if I can get through this, then what else, you know, I'll be able to get through everything. And recently I've been going through all my infertility stuff and my pregnancy losses and all my endo stuff. And while it's extremely challenging and really mentally tolling, I know that if I've gotten through, you know, what's happened to me as a child, I can get through whatever life throws at me. And I think it's really helped me in giving me a bit of a thick skin. And just I think that's where my stubbornness comes through because I feel like everything happens for a reason and all of these little life lessons are here to let you grow and teach you along the way. Mm, absolutely and I think it's so valuable what you shared about your therapist teaching you to I guess sort of compartmentalize things keep them there in that container and face it when you can but not suppress it and I think that's where people sometimes get confused it's like if they've got this stuff going below the surface but they're suppressing it and they're never actually getting to look it in the eye and face it that's when it can come out in self-sabotaging behaviors and those sorts of things Yeah. And I think that one thing that I do, and I notice my boyfriend doesn't do is I say, I'll deal with that later. I need to just get through this work or otherwise it's all going to be too much. Whereas he will fixate on things and then deal with it in his own way. And I think it's just really interesting seeing the tools that I've, you know, learnt through therapy. And obviously he's never been to therapy because he thinks he's a macho tough guy. (laughs) Um, You know, it's just really interesting just to see different ways that people just deal with things. And I think that I deal with stress much better than him because I've really implemented these tools and techniques and, you know, don't get me wrong. There are days that I just don't want to get out of bed, but then there are also days that I'm like, okay, well, this is my giant list of things to do. I'll write something on the side of my notebook saying, you know, this is what I've got to deal with later and then get through the work. Mm, Absolutely. And so many high-performing, high-functioning entrepreneurs, they do see a therapist. It's that weekly, fortnightly check-in just to keep, you know, keep on top of things. And you also mentioned meditation, which again is another really, really popular practice for people who are achieving a lot. What sort of meditation practice do you do? So I do Vedic meditation, which is like a 
a form of meditation where you get a mantra and you pretty much just repeat it to yourself. It's best done twice a day. Now, I was really skeptical and I never loved meditation and I tried a lot of different meditations before I went and actually paid to get a teacher to come and teach me. And I just, I never fell in love with meditation. I couldn't enjoy guided meditation. I found it really boring and too slow, too slow. Yeah. Yeah. And I just really struggled because I am extremely time poor. I've got three businesses and I'm going through all of this other physical stuff going on with all my fertility and endo that I just did not have time. So then one of my friends said, I really think that you should look at doing Vedic and Vedic's been incredible. It really, it really has. It's been a routine that I've implemented every single day. I do it at least once a day. Sometimes I do it twice and I've really found it to help with my energy and just my overall mood is a lot calmer. And so you mentioned that you have three businesses, which is a lot. Um, So how do you logistically manage it? Are you a routine person? Is it a big team effort? Like how do you actually have those tabs opened? So I've got my social media, which I've got an agent for, and she's been incredible and she's been really valuable. Um, I've only had her for a few months and I don't know why I never (laughs) had one before um so that's been really great and I actually really helped me to sort of manage my time because I really let my social media sort of go because I was so fixated on crumbled foods and now my new business habitual beauty so that was that's her she handles me she manages me it's really great with crumbled foods I am very much well, I'm a, I thrive off routine. So I've got my morning routine. I mainly focus on crumbled foods because habitual beauty is still in development. Um, but I now have an incredible team that I work with and I outsource and it's just helped me so much. I've got one girl that is just incredible and she's just helped so much. But um, yeah, it's really much, it's really about finding the best in the business and outsourcing um, I'm still a really small business and all of my money is going straight back into development and scaling and all of that sort of stuff. Um, but I think my biggest tip would be learn everything and then once you master everything, then outsource. I think that's really important to be across it, um, to know the role inside out before you outsource so that you don't get the wool pulled over your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. But that, you know, I'm not saying learn all of the accounting and learn all of the SEO for marketing and things like that. Learn as much as you can and have an understanding. And then, you know, I've got a bookkeeper, I've got a lawyer, a trademark attorney and so forth. So yeah, it's just about really trying to, to manage and learn as you go, but then also absorb as much information as possible. And now you mentioned Habitual Beauty. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about it? I know it doesn't launch until next year, but I would love to know more. Yeah. So I was involved in a thing called a Sephora Accelerator Program. So I applied. I had this idea for a clean beauty and wellness brand. I always knew that I wanted to have multiple businesses and I always knew that, you know, I've got a proven 
business model now with crumbled foods. I know how to scale up. I know how to work with direct to consumer and then also to retailers. And I just want to focus on the things that I'm truly passionate about. And for me, it's having clean skincare because and wellness products because, you know, going through my fertility journeys, I saw how much chemicals can play havoc on your hormones. So I applied for this Sephora Accelerator program and it's basically they pick one person from one country from around the world. So there's about 30 women that have been part of this year's cohort. I was meant to be in San Fran this year twice to be working with them, but um, obviously because of COVID it's been done all via Zoom. And basically it's just developing your brand and then launching it. So we've got a beautiful, beautiful branding done by the same people that did Crumbled Foods. And I'm really excited and we're hopefully going to be launching Feb, March. And we've got some really exciting products that have never been done before. That is so exciting. So this Sephora Accelerator program, is it a bit like a scholarship with Sephora? Like, yeah. do you- Yeah. Okay, cool. And so can you share any of the products with us or not yet? It's all hush hush. Not yet, but it's a full range. I decided I originally, I was like, Oh, I'll just do, you know, one or two products. And then I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to do it. So I've got 10, I've got 10 products that we're launching, um, which is very overwhelming when you look at, because cosmetics is something that I've never really done before and just looking at the volumes and making sure that I have enough stock and then lead time so if we sell out um, it's the biggest financial commitment that I have ever made and forecasting so much forecasting and it's just it's really nerve-wracking because you know it's just such a financial commitment and (laughs) I feel very confident because it's a beautiful product range and we've worked, you know, really hard on getting the formulations right and making sure that they're effective. But what I can say is it's inner and outer beauty. So exciting. exciting. I can't, can't wait. I'll stay tuned. (laughs) You do have so much happening and some really amazing opportunities and you're also really young. And so Nothing amazing comes without some sort of sacrifice. I always say everything in life comes down to pain versus pleasure, you know, right down to little choices such as is the pain of getting up and hanging up the washing tonight worth the pleasure of not having to do it tomorrow Whereas the pain of putting in a big financial commitment worth the potential pleasure payoff. What sort of sacrifices do you feel that you've had to make over the years? I think from a personal sacrifice, you know, I don't really hang out with my friends as much as I should. Um, You know, that's something that I've done for a long time. It's very much I put the business first and I've very fortunate because I've got an amazing group of friends that totally understand, you know, this is Kira's world right now and she's doing this so she can actually have a life in a few years. But um, I think my quest for motherhood was really put to the back burner for a few years until January last year when we, you know, actively started trying. Um, So I think that that's sort of something and I have this sort of internal dialogue, you know, do I do I have time to go through all of this fertility, you know, journey and do I have time to become a mother? And it's sort of this internal dialogue that I really battle. But obviously women are incredible and they can do a lot of things. So I think that it's very much 
I just think that it's about that balance. But I also haven't taken any a wage from my business in about five years. So, that you know, that's challenging. You know, I drive an old car. I haven't treated myself to anything really. It's only now that I'm actually in a position where I can actually go and, you know, I bought a $59 water bottle the other day. I was like, I would never have done this, but I really wanted that water bottle. So it's really, I'm very conscious with my money. And I think that's such an important thing to speak about because it's easy to go, oh, wow, she's got this massive business, you know, lunch is on her, she's got it. Yeah. A a lot of the time people that ask, you know, that have a business and a brand that is doing well, it's doing well for those reasons because you've sacrificed, you've taken a low or no wage from it, you're conscious of what's going in, what's going out. So I think that that's really worth, worth touching on so thank yeah. you for sharing that sacrifice. Now, for anyone who is listening and they're potentially in the early stages of a startup or they have an, have an idea that keeps dropping in, what advice would you give them? I am a big believer in trusting your gut. So I say to everyone that I work with now, what does your gut say? And if your gut tells you that you're onto a good thing, go with it. And if any business decision that you want to make doesn't seem right, stop and reassess. And I think that the worst thing that you've got to lose is money. But if you're smart with your money and you make sure that you can survive through losing that money, um, I think that it's a risk that is worth it. And I think that if you've got something that you're truly passionate about, you'll succeed but also do not trust everybody in the business because everyone's looking out for their own own interests and it's very rare to come across someone that has good intentions Mm. everyone's after their own piece of the pie yes did you find find it tricky to bring staff members on um no I think that I've been really fortunate in the people that I've hired um there's been a few partners that I've that I've had, um, you know, in terms of I had an agency working for me that was going to act as like a sales agent back with the crumbles and it was a bit dodgy to start with and I, I knew that and I had a weird feeling and I went ahead with it anyway. Um, and, yeah, there's been a few things that people have really tried to take advantage of me but I think that, you know, I've got a really good legal team. I've got a really good non-disclosure agreement. Um, I think that I've really backed myself in the sort of legal point of view that I think that, you know, that protection that I've put in place to start with has been, you know, worth it, worth that investment. Nice and safeguarded, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. So what's next then for you and your businesses? So Crumbled Foods, we have about eight different products that we will be launching next year and the year after, which is really exciting. We're going um, big with different products that have never been done before all along this line of, you know, healthy food that's actually delicious but not loaded with hidden sugars. So that was the whole reason why I started Crumbled Foods is I found all of these products on the marketplace that were putting these big price tags on them, but they're actually just loaded full of dates and, you know, hidden sugars that were actually detrimental to your health. So I think that that's what my vision for Crumbled Foods is to create healthy, delicious foods without, you know, 
any sneaky marketing. So, yeah, I'm really excited for Crumbled Foods. And then obviously Habitual Beauty, we will be launching Feb, March next year. And it's just going to be a, a lot of, you know, development launches. We've got international product. Uh, retailers that we'll be launching with in the new year, which is really exciting. Um, different flavor profiles to suit different um, countries, which we're developing. It's just very busy, but good. I really, I really love love this, and I'm I'm glad that I've been able to give myself the opportunity to do it. Mm. And I know that you mentioned that in a dialogue that you're having with yourself, saying, you know do I have it in me to take on motherhood and manage all of these things? And I'll just say to you from a mum of twins and someone who has a lot of friends that have had babies and businesses as well, it's like you just find this extra, like, yes, of course, there's times where it's a juggle and it can be a struggle and you have to find your balance. But there's something about becoming a mum that I think it almost holds a mirror to you. And like, you're already such a high achiever. You're going to still have that drive. Like you're going to be more than fine and you will have enough love in you for all of your businesses and also for your future family. Yeah. And that's what I keep on reminding myself. And I think that I've been very fortunate and being very transparent with my staff and they're very aware of, you know, where I'm at with that sort of, you know, try you know this fertility journey that I'm at so I think that I'm you know having foresight into hopefully in nine to 12 months from now I will be going on mat leave and I'll be having my staff working and supporting me and I know that I can do it it's just that you know that little devil on your shoulder that sometimes comes in that we all have <laughs> yeah, all absolutely have. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely well it's been such a pleasure to learn a little more about you and all of your super exciting projects before I let you leave today yeah. could I quickly ask you a couple of like quick fire questions yes let's go okay let's go what is one habit that you're most proud of Routine. Routine. Love that. And a habit that you're least proud of. Oh. Or an annoying habit. Oh. Um, I know this is meant to be rapid. Probably <laughs> my or oh, my attention to detail. I'm yeah, a perfectionist, which annoys the shit out of me sometimes. <laughs> do you drink coffee and if so what's your go-to coffee order yes I drink coffee uh almond piccolo is my go-to I treat myself on the weekend with a almond dirty chai which is coffee and chai um I used to drink two to three cups of coffee a day I have t- taken that back down to one now which is a struggle mm, I made the switch from normal coffee to decaf but last last December, so nearly a year ago, and it was it's been so good for my health and my nervous system just to sort of switch out so much caffeine because I was a bit the same, just running on caffeine. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was the last TV show or movie that you watched? I'm watching New Girl at the moment, <laughs> which is a Netflix show. Um, it's really old and cheesy. I just think I love, you know, Yellowstone and I love sort of true crime and things like that. So I really just wanted to swap it up and have a bit of a lighthearted TV series. It's very funny. Something to escape into. Yeah, yeah. 
Do you have a go-to breakfast each day or do you mix it up? I, at the moment, have been having poached eggs on paleo bread with rocket. Um, I'm very much, I will be happily to eat, happy to eat the same meal every day. And then Mm. after about a few months, I'll then swap just for breakfast. For dinner, I like to mix it up. I'm exactly the same. I can eat the same meal, same snacks, day in, day out. Yep. Yep. And then I'll get to a point where I'm like, oh, no, time time to change up the rotation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think when you're making a lot of decisions, just reducing the amount of, you know, things that you have to choose each day, totally. reducing that yep. decision fatigue, it's yep. a good one. Yeah, it you also makes sense, though. Totally, totally. Yeah. Now, you mentioned meditation being really, really instrumental in keeping you aligned and I believe knowing your center and things like that. Do you have another non-negotiable daily act that keeps you feeling good and staying in tune with that that gut knowing that you spoke about? Yeah, so I do what I call a micro moment. So I literally have scheduled in at 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. in my calendar for what I call a micro moment. So a micro moment to me is literally taking a few seconds out of my day to stop, take a deep breath and look at something. So for me, I'm looking at a big tree at the moment. So I'll focus in on a leaf and take a few deep breaths. Or if I'm in my office, I'll look at a pen and take a deep breath. And it's really about trying to switch your mind off from being this hyper-stimulated, you know, go, 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 go to taking a few moments to really actually fine tune and to collect all my thoughts. So yeah, a micro moment. Mm, I love that. That's such a great idea to just sort of drop back into your body and your mind because so many of us, we are, we're running around and we're holding our breath and we're in our head and we're bombarded with all of these things. So just to take a moment and go, ah, and just look at something. So do you have an actual alarm that goes off on your phone? Yeah. And my Apple Watch, yeah. So I literally, because I'm very much, I need to be reminded of things. I have things all in my calendar. I have lists. I need to be reminded of things. So having a 10 a.m. and 2 p.m., which is when I really need to just take a deep breath because I start work around 7.38. Yeah, it's really helped me. I actually found it off a, I was reading an article about couples and how having a micro moment where you just actually smile at your partner. And I was like, oh, stuff the partner. I'm focusing <laughs> on myself. <laughs> I need this for me. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I love it. I've been doing it for two, three years now. Oh, I'm going to steal that. I'm definitely yeah, going to it. steal it. I love it. Um, <laughs> do you have a book that you could recommend? I absolutely love and it's on my desk right now low tox life by alex stewart it's a little bit of a bible for me i'm completely well as tox free as i can in my household so it's just a really good little tool and guidebook for trying to eliminate toxins in your household and swap them out for really natural cost-effective options Oh, good one. I'll pop that in the show notes as well. Low tox life. And last but not least, do you have a favorite quote or words to live by? Trust your gut. I think that's my biggest thing. I always, I, you know, it's probably my intuition telling me, but I just say, trust my gut. It's just something that I just love to repeat and I really go by it. And I think if anyone's listening and they think, oh, I can't connect with my gut feelings, try some of those things that you've spoken about. Try the meditation and the micro moment because having those things really does allow you to connect with your inner knowing. 
Yeah, yeah. And there's also a really great thing called box breathing. So if you don't, if you're, you know, if you're sitting this, yeah, and you're like, I don't have time to bloody meditate twice a day when I've got kids running around, blah, 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 blah. That's totally fine. But there's box breathing, which I don't know if you've spoken about before, Kylie. And it's just a really great, you know, a minute of just taking a deep breath in for four seconds, holding it for four seconds, taking deep breath out for four seconds, holding it, and then just repeating it. And it's just, it's such a good way to calm your nervous system and just really ground yourself. And I think that that in itself, you know, if you've got your kids screaming in the back of the car and you drop them off and you're just feeling really overwhelmed, it's just a really great way to center yourself. Mm, Absolutely. I'm such a fan of breathworks. I've been working with a breathworks facilitator and exploring all sorts of things to do with that. I'm actually interviewing James Nestor, um, soon who's written an amazing book on all yeah. sorts of breath practices and box breathing is so effective and it's so simple and you can teach your children to do it as well so I'm glad that you brought that one up yeah it's, it's a brilliant. great one. yeah well Kira it has been a pleasure to speak with you today where can our community connect with you uh, so my Instagram is crumble with a K, so K-R-U-M-B-L-E. And then my crumbled foods is just crumbled foods on Instagram. And people can find you on the shelves in cold. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much again for your time. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.